All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you to everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd first like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support, as without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we've got back by popular demand, Austrian MX2 ace, Marcel Stauffer. How's life? And thanks for joining us, mate, after another awesome weekend in Lockett. How was it from your perspective? Yeah, thanks for having me here again. Um, no worries. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good weekend in Lockett. Uh, finished top 10 again um, at the GP. And yeah, it was, was pretty nice to do it again with such a small team and like as a complete privateer. Oh, mate, it's impressive what you're doing, beating so many factory guys. You're definitely opening a lot of people's eyes to what you're capable of on such sort of a small scale, what you're doing. Before we start, just talk us about who the, the team is around you and who was supporting you on the weekend, because it's very small scale compared to the factory stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I came with my mechanic again. Um, and on, on Saturday morning, my, my family joined us um, with like helping us with having meal on, on midday and, and evening and also like being there to support me. My dad went a little bit around the track and, and helped me with lines and yeah, where other guys are faster than me. So this was like a benefit I had this time, which I, which I didn't have, which I didn't have in, in Deutschland. So also the support from, from them and them being on the racetrack uh, is like really supportive for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Those, that extra set of eyes definitely helps, mate. And just start us off with the qualifying race. Obviously, the incident with Beniston, there was some cool images of you there helping him up. And obviously, he's said today that he's got some blood on the lungs and had a massive head knock, but he's looking to get back for Lommel if possible. So just talk us through that happened, mate. It uh, looked like a nasty one for everyone. At the start, Beniston was like, I think he chased uh, Simon's rear wheel and then crashed directly in front of me. And I hit him and two or three other riders uh, hit him also pretty badly. So he, he laid on the ground with like the bikes on him and wheels were spinning. And I just tried to yeah, get him out as quickly as possible. And when he, he laid on the side and when he turned on the back and wanted to sit up, he was like falling like to the front. And I was there and just helped him to not fall on the head again and I and I held him then and yeah he was looking quite confused and I think he has a big concussion and then I would just wait it to yeah, to the medics to come to him and to help him and after this I I went to my bike and started the race for me. Has he reached out to you since to sort of say thanks for your help there and how are you feeling after the crash a bit banged up yourself? Yeah, sure. Also the family. So he was reaching out to me, the family, also like the mechanic from the team. They all yeah, were really appreciating it that I that I stayed with him and, and helped him in like to till the, the medicals were there. But I I also told him and and everyone else that this should be normal and Racing is yeah cool and nice, and but health is more important. And you 
know, if a rider is like in need of help, you and you're there crashing also, and you have had an incident with with another rider, it's in my opinion not the the big reason to to spend thirty seconds, twenty seconds to to help the the other rider and then get back on the on the bike and and race, especially if you're not in a in a title fight. Like, yeah, but like it's cool to say it. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to see. Massive respect to you. Obviously, yeah, in the heat of the battle, everyone just wants to get up, get up on their own bike and they sort of don't look around everyone else. But it was pretty cool. You had the presence of mind to see him struggling and yeah, I'm sure he was grateful for it. Yeah, just talking about the racing, mate, you were sort of looking at the lap times in the race. Uh, you were sort of up there with guys like Yago and Horgmo and, you know, third in time practice ahead of Yago, Kevin, Langenfelder, Everts, DeWolf, the Conan brothers, Elzinger, mate, just reeling them off. It's a pretty impressive achievement. And then you went ninth in warm-up. And then the motos eleven ten for ninth overall, obviously after the eighth in Germany. So really impressive stuff again, mate. Just talk us through the races and the the key moments for you, and how comfortable did you feel battling with those guys? Yeah, after after qualifying, you saw like I can be up with the top guys for sure. I have to speed again, and also on this track, um, which is not my favorite of the of the season, but um, yeah, I was. I was pretty impressed because I saw the lap times and also this, you know, of the of the sector uh, times where I really had the chance to to yeah also pole position the the qualifying, but yeah I was pretty happy with third and had good starting good good gate pick for the race. Unfortunately, the crash which yeah cost cost me and and also other riders a better result, but. I was like happy with still getting 18th uh, after I, I think I stayed there for 40 seconds or something and was really far down, but had quite a good starting position for Sunday still. And yeah, then it, on Sunday I was like with the first start, I had again a really bad one. I think it was around 30, mm-hmm. 30 then in first lap, but passed a lot of guys and were like, I think it was like when I come the first time over the finish line, I was like in 12th or something like this. Then I also closed a little bit to the to the top 10 guys and I think I was even in, to- in, in 10th this time, like second or third lap. And I felt like I could, I could go faster and also close to Rohan. Uh, at this time, but I knew if I if I go this speed, the the full race, I will uh, the last ten minutes will be really hard, and I will just uh, get get caught from other riders again. So I decided to back a little bit off uh, from the speed I, I ran there, and just try to uh, get it get it through the whole race like consistently as possible. Um, yeah, then I finished in, in 11th, which was, I, I finished in 12th and then Adamo yeah. got the, the penalty. Then I finished in 11th, uh, which was pretty, pretty decent again. Um, like it's really near the top 10 and I was motivated for second heat. And second one, I had a better start. I was like, I think in fifth, then 
I had an incident in first lap before the step up. Uh, Evans was in front of me. He made a mistake, and I ran. I rode directly behind him and couldn't brake as good as I want. I wanted to. Um, then I was too fast to uh, like go a clean single single on the on the step up, but too slow to to really get into the landing. So I hit the, the back of the landing pretty hard and Yago was inside. I was also a little bit scared that he, he will touch me. And Everett's on the left, Yago on the right and was yeah, just adrenaline poor in the first lap. And there I, I then in the corner I was like too fast because I had not the not the nice landing I, I wished, but um there were like five or six people going inside of me and past me. Yeah, which cost me definitely a better um, a first lap position, which I maybe build a better result on, on this one. But yeah, still, I, I had a pretty good race and, and finished in 10th. In so yeah, overall 9th was, was again pretty good weekend and to do it again uh, back to back my GPs back to back. Um was pretty pretty happy about this. Yeah, absolutely. It must give you a massive confidence boost and just to know that you can hang it with the level without, you know, the preparations these guys are doing and without racing for quite a while. So when you were with those guys, did you learn from their own lines as well and just sort of pick up a few different sort of sections they were doing? And do you feel like if you didn't have that crash track and you could have ran like a top six speed and kept it up there? Yeah, sure. I I see where the guys are faster and what they what they pick where they pick different lines and but also some parts where I see hey um this this part of the track or this corner I, I see I can go faster than than some factory guys and this yeah pulls me a lot uh which I can yeah really really use which is really useful in the race um but Overall, I, f I feel like my speed and what I can show in one lap um, is pretty pretty good for a like, better result than even a better result than what I had now, these two, these two rounds. So I've, what I feel like uh, if I have a better start and can go through the first laps uh, clean, without having having any mistakes and without getting too much down uh, on the leaderboard. Uh, if I can stay in the top five position, I feel like I can also finish it there. So yeah. if I do one more GP, this is definitely the goal. Yeah. yeah, it'd be great to see you back out there, mate. We'll sort of get to that a little bit later. But how, how did you feel in terms of the intensity and the fitness, or especially the fitness coming into the end of the second moto? Were you pretty exhausted or had you managed yourself pretty well? I was like really, really tired, but I, like I said, I tried to back off the speed as much as I could to, to run the, or to ride the race as consistent as possible. So I was not pushing that much in second heat in the first laps because I, I had a good position at the start. I was like in fifth. And after I had this incident with, with Everett and Gertz, I was like, 
I think in 10th, 11th, something like this. So I had still a good position. I don't, I didn't need to push a lot at the first laps. Uh, like in, in first feet, I really needed to push because I needed better, better position uh, after these uh, three first laps. Because if I start in 13th or in 10th, it's for the for the race afterwards it's such a, a big difference and so i had in second race i really had like i felt like i have more fitness or like more reserves for the for the race and this helped me also in the in the last 10 minutes to to push again and to go by on on oriol and uh, even fight a little bit with with kevin in the end but uh, he was he was more clever than me and took a line which where he could pass me <laughs> and then yeah i was game over and that was pretty cool but obviously battling with kevin's impressive his first moto he was on on fire you know and your lap time your best one was very close to him in that first moto so that's really cool i don't know if you've looked back at it mate but yeah it was right up there so and how was your thoughts on the track? It's pretty sketchy. You really got to piece it together because there's so many bits that can catch you out and all you guys are quite similar in speed and it's hard to pass. How did you find it? And was there any differences, key differences between the Saturday and the Sunday? Because obviously there was some rain ahead of Sunday, wasn't there? Yeah, like I said, it's not my favourite track. Um, I I know it's... Uh, like this, all the sketchy parts, and I know it from last year uh, that it's yeah, not my style normally. I also normally not that big ruts and uh, just slippery corners where you have like hard, harsh exits and big sketchy bumps. But yeah, um, the rain in the night from Saturday to Sunday helped a bit in the morning. But it really dried out, like for the second heat, and that was again pretty, pretty, pretty sketchy. So I, you really need to ride a little bit differently, and I was surprised that I still can show that I'm like up there in the top ten, even if the track is completely different than than Tottenham was. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Did you find the roost particularly painful there? And which elements of the track did you think you were particularly good at just measuring yourself against the other guys? I feel like the the roost was not even so bad. I ride without handcars because I don't really like it. And I tried it in, in qualifying and also the poly race. And I didn't feel so, so bad. So I also... Yeah, left them away for the races. Uh, so this was not really the problem. It's more the just the harsh, slickery ground, which is yeah just not nice to ride. And yeah, you you just need to keep the momentum everywhere. And as soon as you are getting tired and you lose the momentum a little bit, and this like the speed you have, then you are like. Every bump is getting even harder, harder, harder because you don't have the speed to yeah, go nice through the bumps. And yeah, parts where where I really struggled was like before you get back on the starting line. Uh, then the whoop section, I 
I think this was the whoop section was uh, like a part where I could improve my lap time also in quality because I went inside, went on the back out on the bank outside, and to go nicely as nicely as possible double and then triple. Yeah. So this was really something not a lot of the riders did. This yep. helped me for sure with the lap time. Yeah, absolutely, mate. There was definitely some challenging parts in there. And how did you find the bike setup? Did you have to make a few adjustments throughout the weekend? And what sort of, you know, program have you got? Is it mainly just a stock bike? Or have you got some special parts here and there? Like the suspension, I, I touched only some clickers. Oh, better said the WP guy touched some clickers. <laughs> uh, it changed a little bit. And yeah, I had, I had pretty good setup for the, for the weekend. I was pretty happy with it. Um, I just ride like an aftermarket with you know, the the setting. I try to test as good as possible for for the races I do. And you know, at the moment, I'm pretty happy with the with the setup I did. And um, every GP, I I feel like I've yeah, I did it pretty pretty well for my riding style and and for the speed I have. So um, this is about the, about the suspension. Yeah, engine-wise, I for sure have, have good stuff and um, I can run with the top guys there. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You showed that again. And just looking ahead to the rest of the season, uh, obviously you're going to keep doing the Austrian races. And how is the BMX2 Majora we mentioned as a possibility? We know that the fans like myself as well want you to do way more, want you to see out there as much as possible. But obviously with budget constraints, that probably won't be possible. And did any teams sort of talk to you on the weekend, mate? Because you're certainly putting your name in the shop window. Yeah, sure. Some some team teams reached out to me and uh, I already talked to to a lot of them, which like which I'm also interested in. Um but yeah, till till a decision is uh, really felt, until I really feel like I I will um, publish it, it, it will take a a little while. <laughs> yeah, mate, it'll be interesting. And and just Majora is probably the only one that's penciled in potentially so far, isn't it? When will your next race definitely be? Will it be an Austrian Championship one? Yeah, I I'm thinking about doing Arnhem or and uh, <laughs> I don't know it's it's like I want to do more races but I really need to look how everything is possible and also with my mechanic with do I have yeah my family there and I need to organize also all this stuff for the for the race and additionally I need to look how it's working with the test uh, plan and what I what I want to do during the week so or need to do during the week um and and how fit i feel for the to do gps uh like like i told you last time i'm if i went to a gp i want to be 100 percent fit and want to show 100 percent what i can do and yeah like this weekend Lommel, i know i'm today and yesterday i was so tired from the weekend in locket so i need to test three days this week and if I go three days on a bike this week and then go to Lommel directly this this will not work and this is also the decision yeah 
I took to not go to London. And like this, I will also decide if I do Arnhem, if I do Majora, the next race for me, which is like 100% sure is in, in Austria and in Bede. Uh, in it's like 40 minutes from my home, so it's like almost home race. Yeah, and racing the 250 and the 450 like you've been doing there too? Yeah, sure. Again, this this I think this I will keep the, the full season. Um, at the moment, I won every 250 race, so I also want to try to, to do a perfect season there um, just for me to have like uh, uh, something nice to to tell my kids one time. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, mate. And just with the Austrian Championship quickly, is there some fast guys that you're battling with that could step up to the MXGP or MX2 level? Have you seen any potential? I mean, normally there is uh, Santna Michi. Um, he's like also did some MX2 GPs. Yeah. I think his best finish was, was ninth in, a, in one heat in Bulgaria. So also uh, quite good good racer for an Austrian. And, but he is injured at the moment. So we have only uh, Kratzer and Klein in the open class. Um, Klein was doing the, the EMX open on the weekend. And Kratzer is not doing any international race. Uh, since two years, I think. So in the MX2, there is Hellrigl who finished fourth this weekend in the MX Open. So, I mean, there is potential there, but for sure not for MXGP. Yeah, not at the moment. Hopefully some of these guys can come through and the younger kids can see what you guys are doing and maybe, you know, get inspired for the next generation be pretty cool, mate. Just talk us to the the fans in Lockett, mate. Was there a lot of guys there supporting you? I know the German riders had a big support crew. How about you, mate? Yeah, for sure. A lot of Austrians uh, reached out there and came to the race, uh, which was pretty cool again. And also on, on different parts, so I saw the Austrian flags and uh, like they were doing some noise. Especially when I passed Soriol in the second heat, uh, I felt or I heard uh, quite a big noise when I when I made the pass, and this pushed me a lot to uh, for the last laps, um, which was pretty cool, and I pretty appreciated that so many guys were there and, and screaming and shouting at me. Yeah, it's pretty cool, mate. And was there anything special you did in the lead up to Locker, the preparation? You took a few more days off, did some more riding. And also, what does the week ahead look like for you, just recovering and getting the bike sorted and just getting home to enjoy some rest, I bet? Yeah, I, I did really something different uh, this time because I had one day testing where I, I did two models. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I went... Two motors on Wednesday and first day I rode only a little bit. And yeah, then I went went to the race. Yeah, I'm like today and yesterday I I have like small recovery. Um maybe go for loops a loop on the on the uh, road bike just to yeah, get the soreness out of the muscles. And then I will, tomorrow, uh, the plan is to go back on the test track until Friday. 
Yeah, mate, no rest for the wicked, I bet. It's uh, it's hard work and you've really got to watch your, you know, your body and what you eat and your hydration because you're certainly putting a pretty demanding schedule in. And obviously, did you get a chance to watch the MXGP races a little bit? Fevra, Prado, Jeremy Sewer, all these guys looked pretty good, didn't they? And it was pretty awesome seeing Valandron get a moto win, which is something that's been maybe not coming at a place like Lockett, but he is, has got some good memories of there and he's just showed that he's a complete package on all surfaces. So what were some of the takeaways from MXGP for you? So on the on Sunday I didn't see anything of the MXGP races because uh, yeah I'm not I have not that big team around me to like just uh, go in and watch races and come back and everything is ready again. So I also need to do my own stuff and help a little bit with with bike and prepping everything. Um, so. I only saw the quality race on, on Saturday and I watched the races afterwards when on the way back home on the yeah, on the phone. Um but yeah I, I saw it and uh Calvin did definitely a pretty impressive job as like sand riding skills are are pretty there, I would say, with Riola last year and uh but this year in Lock it was like pretty impressive for me to to do it again uh sure I had a little bit help uh, with uh, fabric going down and this twice in the same corner yeah. um but yeah this is racing and uh, well deserved for for Kevin for sure yeah absolutely and just between the races just tell us a bit about your routine do you I know some guys try and get asleep and obviously you got to drink lots of water and, and recover and get you get your food in. But do you do anything special in between, mate, to make sure you're as good as possible for the for the second moto? Um, not really. This time I had the uh, the privilege to have from client's father, he's doctor, and he uh, looked a little bit uh, after me. Um, after the crash I, I had on Saturday, uh, had some sore parts of the body which which he took care of and this was for sure uh, helping me a lot for this weekend um, normally I just rest a little bit and yeah drink and eat um, as much as, as possible to to have uh, filled up the, the body again with energy and uh, goggle, goggle prep uh, putting together the, the, the stuff I will wear on, on the race then. And yeah, everything else is just recovering as good as possible. Yeah, and do you have a certain start routine before you sort of hit the gate? Do you sort of listen to music? Do you do some breathing? Is there any particular things you do to get you in the right sort of headspace for when that gate drops? Um, I'm not, not really a routine. I'm just... Uh, I'm like hitting hitting my my chest to to wake up a little bit because I'm normally always if I focus too much I'm getting tired a little bit also so I try to push myself a little bit with with those hits um but yeah I, this is this is basically the only thing I I really do um everything else is just focusing on the start and like uh remembering in my head what I should do and the technique I want to 
performed then on the start. Yeah, that's cool, mate, because everyone has a few different things. I think was it in the MX2 one or one of the races in Germany, there was a young fella screaming really loudly. I remember Lorenzo and I were talking about it on one of the podcasts and uh, that was pretty funny. But yeah, and just back to MX2, mate, your class, who have you got for the, the title winner? Do you think Yago can catch Andrea or do you think the KTM man gets it done? I was impressed in second heat. Uh, so because Andrea fought back pretty good and I I'm I was really, really impressed and uh, it was really well deserved from to Andrea. Um Iago is definitely on a on a good way to get back in a championship fight. Um and it will be really interesting till the end of the week and I'm excited who who can really really uh, make a championship in the end. But uh, as a KTM rider, for sure, I I hope uh, Andrea will will get it done and uh, we can celebrate in the end. Yeah, have you had any insights on his sand riding? Obviously, he's been doing a lot of work in the off season with Joel Smets and Prado, and he was quite solid in Riola. So. I guess for him, probably top fives is what he's looking for in the sand and trying to just damage limitation with Yago because he's probably the man to beat at Lommel, isn't he? And obviously, Kaida Wolf. Yeah, Andrea, I think he made big steps uh, over the over the winter. Um, I don't know actually what what they did, and um, but you saw it already in, in Riola that, that his sand riding improved uh, a lot and... I think he will also competitive will be also competitive in in Lommer. so hopefully he can pull some good starts and and be up there with the front guys again. Yeah, and his teammate Everts should be pretty good there, and obviously the Coonan brothers. So it'll be fascinating to watch, mate. And have you had any talk about the, the qualifying races? Obviously, you have Benestant and your incident and Yago's big crashes. Are they're certainly you know providing some drama, aren't they? Yeah, I mean. The qualifying race is for sure interesting for for all the the guys who were watching there and yeah all the fans who reach out to the to the racetrack on on Saturday. Um, but definitely, it's like with the start crash this weekend and uh, something like this can can happen every time and you have like one race more uh, just to. Uh, get 10 points but the risk is the same and uh if it's really really needed or not um uh, i would i would say no but uh, this decision is, is up to some somebody else yeah mate it's sort of it's a bit of a touchy one and another thing that i wanted to get have you got any updates on the austrian motocross the nations team and you know last time it was sort of in limbo there wasn't really anything decided or confirmed so is that still the case or have you got to go ahead to that you'll be racing so we have, we have no particular goal uh, at the moment but yeah as, as i heard it's more and more serious uh, with the team but yeah till till i really really know from somebody that we really uh <laughs> will be at the mix of nations um i will i will just wait and, and wait for this go 
Yeah, it'd be pretty exciting, mate. You'd probably love the chance to race, you know, someone like a Hunter Lawrence and, you know, Hampshire or Deegan or Vial. These guys all could be going. So does that sort of excite you that you could be racing against these guys and obviously Shimoda as well if Japan sends a team? And also just your thoughts on Vial winning his first overall in America last week in Southwick was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, we're pretty... We'd be pretty nice to, to race again the, those big names and uh, yeah also some guys from the from the MX2 will be will be there for sure um, but I think I have full, again pretty good chances to to do well and to do well for for Team Austria and yeah really appreciate that I'm in the the names of the of the mix of nation team austria um and we'll we'll give my best if we if we will go there and if we plan to to race there um yeah tom tom is doing really really good job at the moment um i feel like he's or you can see Southwick was the only only race at the moment, which where he could uh, put two races together, two modes together, and yeah, this he this he won uh, was pretty impressive. But the other races he had always won good and won bad race, so he always fucked up a little bit his uh, overall. But um, the speed is definitely there also the, in the US, and this is for. For us, Europe guys, it's pretty cool to see that he can also win there and also um, be up there on these different tracks and different conditions. Yeah, is there any sort of guys you're watching in particular in America? Obviously, Jet Lawrence has been pretty awesome, just the way he rides that 450, really measured, smart, sort of makes really good decisions. Even though he's only 19, it's like watching a veteran, isn't it? He, he finds the limits, he's really balanced, just controls and manages the races so well. Is he one of the guys you're looking at when you're, when you're watching the AMA races? And, you know, someone like Sexton's obviously great to watch for Anders Plessinger. You can always learn from these guys, can't you? Yeah, sure. I mean, Chet is for sure a guy where I look up to and where I try to see as much from his technique to like, improve myself. Um, also, Chase is one of the guys who has like picture perfect technique. Um, I mean, Chet maybe is even like cherry on top. Uh, <laughs> But Chase is also really impressive, and yeah, these two guys are running uh, also impressive speed against the others. So it's pretty pretty nice to to see and to learn from them. And I try to to see as much as possible and and get it from my own riding. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think he goes undefeated, Jet, mate? Or do you think he loses to one, you know, say, Washougal for Sexton this weekend, a track that he's obviously very good at? So do you, do you think he can do it? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I would be would be pretty nice to see a guy, like, in his age and uh, with the with the pass he, he had to, to see him doing this would be pretty, pretty nice and... I would be pretty happy if he if he really really can finish it like this. But yeah, for sure it will be hard. Sexton is 
getting close to some races and if he had if Chet has a problem some day then or some race and yeah will be probably hard to to still win it but yeah, I hope it for him and we will see. Yeah, mate, it's been an Aussie. It's pretty cool to see what he's doing and Hunter as well. They're both just, yeah, managing things so well and getting the job done, even though Hunter's had a couple of bit of bad luck and stuff. But yeah, the last couple of questions, mate. Yeah, your thoughts on Cooper Webb leaving KTM. Obviously, it's American KTM, but there's obviously a lot of talk about that uh, when you go to work every day, I bet. Yeah, sure. knew it a little bit longer uh, than it's really published, but yeah, he coming back to to Yama um, is for him for sure a good uh, like he will have good memories there and maybe this is also like some part of the of the decision he made um, but yeah he he for sure want to win again and maybe KTM was in the last year not the the bike he wanted to have and yeah maybe maybe this this makes him a better rider again to to go back to Yamaha Yamaha where he really knows what what he got but yeah the decision to to come to KTM um in the past was was definitely a good one because he won two championship chips with with KTM and uh, had pretty good time here um maybe he needs again the change to to a different brand to uh, have again these boosts um, what like Eli got uh, two years ago or three years ago and uh, this maybe maybe this will help him maybe not uh, we will see yeah it's a good point you make there it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and you never know there's a lot of talk that'll be on that star Yamaha for those playoff races which will be cool to see him mixing it up there mate and just one more for you what's the meaning behind your number is there any sort of superstition or any reasoning behind it? So when I got my first bike, I had four on my bike because I was four years and my, my dad, uh, as a present, I got this bike from him. And then two years ago, uh, four was, was placed or picked by, by Rick. Uh, so I had to choose another number and I, I chose 401 at this time because like it's april 01 so it's my part of my my birth part of my birthday but then the incident with with renee happened and I, my number got pretty uh, like different meaning um because he's born on the first uh on the 4th of, of january and i, I want to to keep the number now because it, it got a different meaning for me and uh, I have it on my on my plate to to write the races for him. Oh, that's awesome, mate. And just before I let you go, who would you like to thank uh, in particular for helping you this weekend to get that awesome result? Yeah, for sure. My mechanic and my family, uh, which were there supporting me. Um, uh, Shrew for the tires and KTM for the, for the amazing bike. And WP and also all my my small sponsors, which are on my Insta and under my latest post post. Um, these guys uh, got me got me here and and thank you for this.
Yeah, mate, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations on another awesome weekend, mate. It's uh, great to see you mixing it up there and, and sort of proving your class. And, yeah, before we let you go, we'll just thank the sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and, of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, Marcel, cheers again for taking the time to join us and uh, all the best for the rest of the season. And we hope to see you at some more MX2 rounds pretty soon. Thank you very much uh, for having me here. I really enjoyed it again. No worries. Thanks, mate.